are listening to the Dream Life Designer podcast brought to you by My Empowered Living. Today's episode is titled, Hiring Great Support in Your Business is Easier and More Affordable Than You Think, with special guest, John Jonas. John has helped thousands of entrepreneurs succeed in their business by doing outsourcing differently. He created and runs onlinejobs.ph, the largest website for finding Filipino virtual workers with almost 2 million Filipino resumes and over 300,000 employers from around the world using it. He works about 17 hours per week, choosing to spend his time with his family rather than working. This special podcast episode gives you a sneak peek inside my Dream Life Designer membership, where I did a special Q&A with John exclusive for my members. Because I know how so many people are struggling with finding affordable support in order to scale and grow their business, I knew I also had to share this with you in my podcast. Listen in as John shares how you can drop the overwork and overwhelm in your business and finally create more ease and freedom by leveraging great talent so you can spend more time doing what you love and earning more. Hi, I'm Uchechi Ezrike Basse, and if you're ready to create a business and life that you love, then you're in the right place. I am a strategist, author, speaker, and publisher, helping passion-driven entrepreneurs create more wealth, confidence, impact, and freedom through their purposeful businesses. I infuse my unique combination of strategic planning, mindset mastery, and universal wisdom for you to experience quantum transformation and breakthroughs in your life and in your business. Yes, it really is possible to build a thriving business doing what you love. Keep listening and I'll show you how. Welcome, welcome everybody that's here so far. I know so many of you guys are going to be catching the replay, but you guys all know how super excited I've been to have John on. John, seriously, I have to say, like, I think I've mentioned this to you on the email that I sent you where it's like, you're my hero. Like I'm seeing him going all around the place. And a lot of my followers and everybody in my membership knows that freedom is my high desired feelings. And I have to say, I don't think I've ever seen anybody live that freedom, high desired values as much as you do. And so first of all, thank you for joining into our Dream Life Designer community to, for us to have some time with you. I've shared onlinejobs.ph so many times. And some of our members here have gone through the process. There's one of them, one member that I think, what did she interview? Like uh, she had a hundred people that she had, to, you know, and I think there's the overwhelm of having so many people, but they've actually had you come in. So it's been, they've, we've had onlinejobs.ph a lot mentioned and they've seen the process and many have gone through and hired some people. So I'm just going to jump right in and just start to ask specific questions as related to finding support. So John, here's the thing, right? I, I would say so many, just like I said, so many entrepreneurs are struggling and they're so overwhelmed, but just the thought, just the idea of getting the admin support at times adds to the overwhelm, right? So because, you know, they have so much to do, where did it, where did they even start? Like, this is something that I see so often. So from your side, what do you believe and what do you suggest the first steps should be with knowing that they're so overwhelmed and even just the thought of hiring staff overwhelms them? What is this critical first steps they should be using? Okay, so I might have to ask you to ask me that again in just a second because <laughs> I have a couple things to say first. So <laughs> number one, like you, I'm super driven by freedom. 
that's uh, that's like my driving factor. I want to be time free. I want to be financially free. I want to be responsibility free. It's a major driver for me. So that's probably why you see me living this free lifestyle because that everything I work towards is that, right? Sorry, can I just underscore something? I just love what you just said. Time freedom, responsible freedom, and financial freedom. I think I just want to underscore that. I think that is the epitome of what we just all admire, like work towards. So just, yeah, go on. I just, you said that and I'm just like, it just. Yeah. And that's, that's why everybody started their business in the first place, right? You start, you didn't start it so you could work your butt off every day. So now to answer your question, here's that, cause that's why I started my business and I found myself working 50 or 60 hours a week. Yeah. And I was trying outsourcing and I was trying, I was just trying to get the help that I needed. And I was so frustrated. I had used uh, India, which was the first thing because this was 2004, 2005. And that was what people did then. There, there was no other, there was no other thing then. Right. Yeah. And, and that was a disaster and I won't get into it, but there's <laughs> all kinds of cultural reasons why Yeah, I tried hiring people locally and it just didn't work for me. And, and like, the, the whole setup of it was super questionable. I wasn't making that much money. I, didn't, I couldn't really afford to have someone who wasn't super duper productive. Mm-hmm. If they weren't productive all the time, it just didn't work for me. And then, and then the fact that like I was making money online, which is everybody wanted. So the, first, the second I hired someone, the first thing they did was quit because mm. you were like, oh yeah, you can do this. Oh, I can do this too, right? So then I hired from Upwork. Actually, it wasn't Upwork. It was Elance at the time. Now oh, Elance yes. combined with Odesk into Upwork, but same same concept. And and I thought I had, I thought I had figured this out. I hired this contract worker. They were going to write a bunch of articles for me. I didn't realize that once they were done, the entire burden of the whole process fell on me, which which just was not freedom. You know, they they wrote these they wrote the articles, and then I had to submit the articles and write headers and resource boxes and links and footers and the, all the whole thing. It just, man, I was so frustrated. Yeah. So what do I say to someone else who, who is even the thought of hiring someone overwhelms you because you're super busy. Yeah. That's where I was. I had someone, I was talking about the owner of backcountry.com. He backcountry.com, the largest online retailer of outdoor gear. They kick, they kick REI's butt, right? Mm. And this is 2005. And he says, you know, when you really start outsourcing some of this stuff, make sure you go to the Philippines with it. Mm. And I was like, what? That's what? And he says, yeah. And he gave me a reason why. And he gave me a reference to where I could hire someone full time. And I didn't do it because... I didn't know if I could keep someone busy full-time. I didn't know if I could afford it. I didn't know if they could actually do good work. I, the prospect of finding the person wasn't a thing because the only option then was an agency. And, you know, like I paid the agency $750 a month. They were paying him $250 a month. Today, oh, wow. it's more like you're going to pay them $2,000 a month. They're going to pay him $500 a month. Right? Wow. But after, so I put it off. I didn't do it. And after like two months, I finally realized it doesn't matter. Like I can't keep doing what I'm doing. And that's my answer to your question is you can't keep doing what you're doing. Mm. It, it's not sustainable. You can't work 60 hours a week 
and expect to grow your business and achieve the things that you want when there's not enough time in the day to do all the things that you're currently doing. Not to mention all the things that you're not doing that you know you should be doing because (laughs) you just don't have time, right? And you don't have the mental capacity and there's only so much bandwidth in your brain to deal with things. And and I finally just realized none of these things matter. It doesn't matter if I can't afford it. It doesn't matter if I can't uh, keep them busy full time. It doesn't matter if they can't do as good of work as I could. I can't do it all. Yeah. And you can't do it all. And so I took the leap and hired someone who was the single most liberating experience of my life. This person's <laughs> full-time job was to do anything I asked them to do. Anything I was willing to train them to do, they could do. And that's what you can find is someone to take things off of your plate, which is what I found. After a couple of months, I realized I had kind of replaced myself. Like there were two of me now because he was doing three things that I had previously been responsible for. Now he's doing them. And I had moved on to doing more important things like focusing on making sales, yeah, which was impossible before yeah, because I was so busy working in my business that I never was able to step away and work on the business. I love that. So I guess like that person sitting there right now is really telling them you cannot do what you're currently doing. Like there's no way. So just have that understanding and come to that, make that choice where you know, what did they say? They, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, but recognizing that this overwhelm, you can't continue. So you have no choice, but to get that you, support. You have to change the way you're doing it. Yeah. Otherwise the overwhelm never goes away. There's always more work. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are. There's always more work to do. It's a matter of who's doing the work, you or someone else. Yeah. I love that. Now we've had some people go through and, you know, they've gone through some, you know, turnovers and, you know, just finding that sweet spot. Now, what would you say is the secret to finding the right person or people to support your business? Like, is there like, what is, how can we sort of where we find that right person? And is there a process? Is there a specific way we post that will help us get that person? Okay. I have, I have all kinds of stuff for this, but (laughs) let's, Let's start with the most important piece of it. And this is like the next step of, of how do you know if you're ready to hire someone mm-hmm. and who are you going to hire and how do you find that right person? So the, the number one thing is that nobody wants to hear. And this is like the opposite. What I'm going to tell you is the opposite of what everybody else on the internet will give you advice for. Everybody else's advice is stick with what you're good at and outsource everything else. Okay. And I think that is horrendous advice. Do not stick with what you're good at and outsource everything else. Here's why. You're good at social media marketing. Cool. Social media marketing doesn't make money. Mm. Um, Making sales makes money. And making sales is really uncomfortable. And Mm. frankly, outsourcing making sales is exceptionally difficult. Mm. You're good. I was good at programming. Sorry, as a programmer, you can make $200,000 a year. Period. End of story. You can't make millions per year, right? And so I was good at programming. Should I stick with programming? No. You should you should outsource the things that you know how to do that someone else can do. So here's how. If you're ready to start an outsource, you're ready to hire a virtual assistant when you have something in your business that you could teach someone else to do. Okay. That's when you're ready. If you have something you could teach someone else to do, you're ready to hire someone. The first person you should hire should be to do something you know how to do. And preferably, 
It should be something that you know how to do that you don't like doing. Okay. So you get that thing off of your plate, out of your mind. Someone else is doing it, not you. Here's what this does. Number one, if so if you're trying to outsource something you don't know how to do, you're sticking with what you're good at and you're, and you're overwhelmed, you're working 50 or 60 hours a week. Now you want to outsource something that you don't know how to do, which there's no such thing as just get rid of it, like turn it over to someone else and you don't have to think about it. That's not a thing. You still have to manage the process. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to do that thing, well, you suck at managing the process. Oh, good point. And, and now you just added five or 10 hours a week of crappy managing a process. And now you don't have the time to manage the things that you're already doing. So you're doing that crappily. You're doing this crappily. It, it's just bad, right? It's a bad situation. It's a recipe for poor, poor work, poor outcomes. But if you were to hire someone to do something you know how to do, something that you're capable of doing, something that maybe you're already doing, here's what happens. Number one, you know what skills to look for. Whereas if it's something you don't know how to do, you don't know what skills to look for. You know what skills to look for. You know what to post in your job post. You know what to post in the title and in the description. You know how to train someone. You know how to provide feedback. You know what the outcome looks like. You know, you know. And then you add five hours a week to your work week in managing this person for a couple of weeks. And then they take this thing off of your plate and you decrease your work week. Mm. So instead of working 50 hours a week, now you're working 45. And, you know, maybe it was five hours for you to do and maybe it takes them 20 hours to do. Who cares? Now you just cut five hours out of your work week. That's a big deal. Can you do that two or three more times? Now's the time to outsource the thing that you don't know how to do. So um, that's, that's the first step is get something off of your plate. Hire someone to do something that you know how to do. And you want to talk about like, how do, how do we find someone who's really good, who fits in my business? Well, if you do it that way, it's super, super easy. If you do it the other way, where you're hiring someone to do something you don't know how to do, it's really hard to find that person. So like everybody always wants to know, how do I find a program or how do I find a web developer? Well, I don't know. I graduated computer science, so I know how to do that thing. And so recruiting that person for me is really easy. For you, it's really hard. And so like Facebook ads, I don't like Facebook. I don't like anything about Facebook. I, in fact, I hate them. I don't have Facebook on my phone. I don't have, fa- I don't have Instagram on my phone. I never log in. So when I went to f- hire someone to do Facebook ads for me, I don't know. I'm shooting in the dark because <laughs> I don't know. So I hired this girl who I think her skills look really awesome. It like the recruiting process works for me. I hire her. It's been a couple of years. She's been running my ads. I don't know. I don't know if she's doing a good job or not. Mm. You know. Whereas like other things, I know this dude's a really dang good programmer because I, I hire, you know, I hired him and I could spend some time learning Facebook ads so that I would know what they're doing. At least I could see like, oh yeah, you suck at this. Um, yeah. I love that. Cause that's something it's so counterintuitive to what we hear. Like you said, all the time, it's always like hired that piece, but that makes sense where at least, you know, 
and also too in terms of training them and I know from my experience with my VAs is we're giving them that constant feedback I think when they get um, you know when they get disconnected is where we don't give them feedback and they don't feel like they're contributing but when you know when they're doing something that you know fully how to do you can it's easy for you to give them feedback it's easy for you to give them direction which I find for the most part is what they need so that's that's great so really the truly thing is focusing on the things that you do well that you can really train them on and make them experts in like that's where that's that's the ticket i mean if you can if you can make someone else do something the way that you would do it this is this is how you buy time Mm -hmm. right and and that's where this is where my freedom comes from is i outsource the things that i know how to do yeah and oh then, wow! Yeah, because normally then, like, I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do it myself, and then I'm just stuck. Yeah, I outsource what I know how to do. Then it gives me time to outsource the things that I don't know how to do. So, like our social media presence, posting on Facebook and whatever, you know, I have no clue. I have no clue. <laughs> Onlinejobs.ph has hundreds of thousands of whatever you call it on Facebook. I don't know followers or likes or. <laughs> friends or whatever. I don't know. I didn't create the page. I've never created a single post. I don't know what gets posted, but someone else is good at it. And you don't have to be doing that. Yeah. So now this is a segue to a question about risk, right? And there's a question that just came in into our, into our chat box where, you know, most times people think, you know, working with Filipino workers or just pretty much anybody overseas in general, where um, it comes with a level of risk, right? So I would say first, what what advice would you have for that? And even somebody here um, made a question about where she offers direct billing and yeah, sometimes it's insurance company, right? Like what advice would you give that? Because there is a high level of risk because at least here you feel like, you know, if it's in your own country or locally, there's some kind of law protection and you almost feel more vulnerable with your information. And even like you said, I don't know my Facebook, but what if somebody leaves? And then you almost feel like, well, that's my business. My presence is gone. What would you say to that? Okay. So there are a couple of things to say, and you're going about this the wrong way. Okay. Uh, I see this, Oluchi. Yeah. So you have this feeling of just, how can I trust this person in my business? In the Philippines, they have the same feeling, but their feeling is stronger than yours. Mm. I don't know if I can trust this employer. And until you gain their trust in you, it's really hard to have a rock star worker. So the, the feeling is actually, you know, you don't know if you can trust them. They don't trust you. And you have to do things to gain their trust in you. And I can talk about what some of those things are, but let me, let me kind of shift to your side of it then. So just so you know, they're more scared of you than you are of them. Mm. So the Philippines government is fully on board with this whole outsourcing thing, right? I mean, it brings a lot of jobs to the Philippines, which is yeah. a big deal to them. So, and, and I mean, you've heard their, the Philippines president Duterte has been in the news a lot for cracking down on drugs and thieves and whatever. So, and they just hired a new president. They just elected a new president who is similar to Duterte. Um, Theft laws in the Philippines are super strict. Digital theft laws carry double the punishment. Oh, wow. Now, you know, they're in a different country. So what do you, how how does that work? Well, um, the Philippines is a very, 
authority obeying country. So I will just say they don't want to steal your crap. Um, I've asked my team about this there and they said, what? Why is that their concern? That is really? so dumb. Why would I steal like financial information? What incentive do I have? There's no market for this. There's no, what would I do with this? You know, like the, the, the incentive just isn't there. If they steal financial information, all of a sudden they lose their job, which the job is a really, really big deal. So I can say, I, I'll just tell you my experience. So my guys in the Philippines, it took, me, it took me a year to recognize that I was holding myself back by not giving them my credit card information, right? And then, wow. so if I give them my credit card information, if they steal something, then what? Well, I go to Visa and say, hey, this was unauthorized and Visa gives me my money back. That's like, how many times has that happened in the US where someone stole my credit card you know, that's happened to me like five times. Someone stole my credit card. Oh, okay, well, here's your money back and we'll give you a new card. How many times has that happened to me in the Philippines? Zero times. Mm. How many times have I seen it happen in the Philippines? Well, I've seen hundreds of thousands of employers hire virtual workers in the Philippines. I've seen very, very, very few cases of theft. And almost every one of those cases was because the employer hired a worker, tried to get them to do a bunch of work and then didn't pay them. Mm. And the workers are trying to get paid, right? So my people in the Philippines have my credit cards. They have my bank account information. They have access wow. to my account. They have my address. They what? Have, they, uh, one of them has my last pass. What? They have access to my servers. Look, if you hire someone in the U.S., you're going to give this information, Right it's kind of safer in the Philippines. Like you're mm. less likely to have a problem with someone in the Philippines stealing your stuff than you are in the U S and you don't, don't listen to anything I say about this. You shouldn't, this is just what I do. Don't do what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, don't go do something stupid and get yourself ripped off. I've seen so few cases where someone got ripped off, but protect yourself, you know, use LastPass instead of just giving them your password. I don't, I just give them my passwords. Um, I've never had a problem. I've had, I've had a guy in the Philippines who has had $30,000 of cash of mine in his hands over and over and over again. You know, you know, like he's worked for me for 10 years. I've probably paid him $30,000. No, I paid him more than that. Um, you know, he, he's, he's not, he's not walking away with the money. They don't want to steal your stuff. So, um, that's amazing to hear that. I know for me, like personally, like sometimes like I'll change the password to be something that's not a password that I use for my everyday like banking and stuff. Right. So at least that way she ha like she has access to it and everything else. But that's I think knowing that, um, you know, culturally, that's their their personality and stuff. That's a, that's amazing. Like I didn't even know. And I know the kind of company you run. So to, to yeah. hear that, that's incredible. Try it. See what happens. Give someone your credit card. See what happens. Like the. There's no, there's almost zero risk in giving your credit card to someone. Like if they steal something, you get your money back. It sucks to get a new card. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they can't take money from you and you lose money. That's not, that's not how credit cards work today. Wow. So another question that's kind of similar, um, you know, there is a lot of people and I'm going to raise my hand because I've been guilty of this, that 
love to be in control and, you know, like to have things a certain way. So what would you say to somebody who likes control and to do everything themselves to help them like loosen the grips a little bit and help their online Filipino specialists, uh, you know, give them more freedom? Like, uh, you know, I, I'm not that way. So I don't have a great answer, but I, here's what I have learned over the years. Um, Getting something done is more important than getting it done right. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to underscore that. I want to underscore that. Get it. Can you repeat that again? Getting something done yep. is more important than getting something done right. Mm. So if you're not doing it, well, then who cares? Who cares if it's done the way you would do it? Mm. You know, at least it's getting done. Yeah. If it's SEO and you're not doing it, well, at least it's getting done now and you're you're making some progress. Progress, yep. If it's if it's posting on social media and you're supposed to be posting every day but you're only posting once a week and now you hire someone and it's not being perfect but at least it's getting done, well, there's progress being made. It's better than nothing. No, I love that. That's true. I mean, it's always, you know, one of my mentors, Marie, always talks about progress over perfection. At least you're getting yourself out there and at least there's some kind of consistency. Um, and I think too, I, you know, with somebody like that, cause like I said, I think for me, what, what helped me is where allowing, you know, my support to take that reign and eventually seeing that they've come to do certain things, sometimes even more efficient than I can do it. And I think that has built my trust. And even though, you know, and I, I go for, there's this mindset of 70, 70% perfection is good to go. So if I'm like, okay, if it's 70%, let it go let it go. So good. I love that. Um, I want to ask about payment because that's another thing that, um, that tends to be an issue. And I know I came across with it. And this is a question that um, some of the people that hired from the Philippines would ask inside of the group where, you know, typically most people use PayPal. That's what I used in the beginning. And then I, you know, I get the message where, you know, is there another format that I can use because it's PayPal takes a big chunk of change from their pay, which I didn't realize at the time when we did it. So can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, there's easy pay that's available on onlinejobs.ph or any other system that we can use to pay that's one easy for us to do and to allows them to be able to retain as much money as they can. Yeah. So everybody wants to pay with a credit card because it's easy and you're protected and yeah. it's not reasonable with credit cards. Credit cards charge a 3% fee. You're paying 500 bucks. That's a $15 fee. That, that just sucks, right? It sucks yeah. for them. It sucks for you. Um, so you have to pay with your bank account. Any system is going to require your bank account. Um, PayPal, you're right. PayPal is, everybody's familiar with it. It's super yeah. easy. But number one, PayPal is often slow. And number two, PayPal's fees are the highest in the industry. So that's crappy. I mean, like Western Union is cheaper than PayPal. Um, easy pay is as cheap as we see. Uh, it's through onlinejobs.ph. It's super simple. We designed it to be the way that we wanted it to be. Um, in fact, we we partnered with Payoneer to have the actual transactions happen. And we pushed them on a, whole, on a bunch of things that if you go through Payoneer on their own, you have like a 1% fee that we don't have. Um, okay. And transactions happen faster. Another option. So I'll just give you other options. Wise.com yes. is a really good other yeah, option. That's a popular one. Um, actually, Western Union is a pretty good option. Money oh, really? Using it for payment? Western Union? Yeah. 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 It's a 
it's a good, I mean, it's a good option. Yeah. Um, and like MoneyGram, which is in Walmart, at least it used to be, I don't know if it still is, but eMoneyGram.com is another option. Um, Zoom.com, X-O-O-M is one that people, somehow people end up there. I would never, ever use them. Uh, it is owned by PayPal. I've seen Zoom do like shut people down multiple, multiple times where they say, they just say to the employer, Hey, sorry, you can't send this money anymore. Oh, wow. And then what, then what do your workers do? Then you're, you're scrambling to try and get them paid. The first time you use any service is not going to be super fast. And in, frankly, in the Philippines, there's no recourse. Like if you don't have money, well, you don't eat. And that's mm. just how it is. Um, and so paying on time is really important. And so I would just stay away from Zoom. Okay. But yeah, so the whys and some of those. Uh, how about, have you heard of Ripley? That's another one. What are your Remitly? thoughts? Yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts on that one? Uh, I think Remitly is Australia based. Okay. And so like, that's a good Australia option. Okay. It's probably a good U.S. option, but there's just so, there's so many good that I don't keep up on it. So. Okay. Yeah. We had somebody that said, um, why is this terrible for me? And she yeah, ended up using PayPal. Our VA seems to be good with it. Uh, yeah. I they see. don't get it immediately. Okay. I mean, that's, that's not everybody's experience, but that's interesting that Wise was terrible. I, I I hear a lot of good and I have a lot of good experience with Wise. Yeah. I think for me, I think I tried it and it's just this, like the conversions or something didn't work out properly for me. So Wise's conversions are the highest. Wise pays out the most money, period. Okay. Yeah. Here's the difference in fees. So you're going to pay like with, with easy pay at online jobs, you're going to, it's like a 2% fee with PayPal. It's like a 5% fee. Mm. Um, and you don't see that because it's hidden in the foreign exchange commission. Mm. Uh, that's what uh, okay. the foreign exchange commission. So, um, and with wise, it's, it's about a 2% fee. So in the Philippines, a meal will cost like 70 pesos, which is a little bit more than a dollar. So if that fee costs, if, if the difference between PayPal and Wise is like $7, well, you know, that's like eating out once a week mm-hmm. during the month. That's, that's the difference. So, so, you know, it's not, it's, it's $7, but it's $7. Yeah. You know, that's, so that's, that's kind of the difference. So easy pay, because um, I was thinking about using easy pay. Uh, I just wasn't very familiar with it. I can go to onlinejobs.ca and access it through there. Yeah, when you log into your onlinejobs.ph account, uh, there will be an, like if you have clicked hire on your workers next to your workers, there'll be a pay button and it'll it'll walk you. Through. I mean, it's super simple process. So if I'm no longer, I no longer have, have an account. Like I had an account, an account, I hired. I have a subscription. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you're totally fine. It's you don't have to have a subscription to use it. It's free. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Oh, cool. Oh, good to know. So let's talk about time difference because that's another thing that people question. So, you know, how can businesses manage more effectively with the time difference that you know, especially sometimes they feel like they need to have work done in real time. What's your thoughts on that? Okay, so um, number one. I actually really love the time difference for me. I, I work during the day. I only have customer service people that work 
in the night in the Philippines. I have about 40 people over there. And I think we have like eight customer service people. And so most people on my team do not work the night shift. And I love it because they get their junk done and then they don't bother me. And not being bothered is a really big deal. I'm, I'm, when I work, I'm super duper productive. But if you need real-time work done, let me give you a couple options. Number one, you can have people work the night shift. When you hire someone, you need to put it in your job post that you want them to work the night shift. Like you don't want to try and hire someone and then have them convert to working the night shift. You want to find someone who's already used to it, which is pretty common in the Philippines given call centers. Um, You know, call centers require people to work the night shift because they're calling the U.S. So it's, it's reasonable to find someone already working the night shift. If you don't find someone, I'll just tell you what I find with most of my people. So very few of my people work nine to five Philippines time, which nine to five Philippines time would be like zero overlap with me, um, which I work like 11 to three my time. Um, So there would be like zero overlap with them. But most people in the Philippines are either, either they, I mean, they get up early because the sun comes up early there. And then it gets really hot. So they'll start working at 5 a.m. And they'll work like 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. or something like that. Or they're night owls and they'll work like 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. And so what I find is a lot of my people, I have some overlap with them if I want to during the day. And uh, it's different timing of overlap. But you'll find that most of your people will have some overlap at different times. Okay. So look at that overlap time. Yeah. To do it. Yeah. Because yeah. so the first person I ever hired, the agency who I went through said, do you want him to work on your time? And I was like, oh, I didn't even think that was an option. Like, mm. sure. If that's no difference, then yeah, yeah, totally. A couple of weeks in, he sends me an email that says, sir, is there any way I could work on Philippines time? This is affecting my health. It's affecting mm. my family. It's affecting my work quality. Working at night is so hard. Could I possibly work during the day? And I was like, uh, yeah, duh, duh. Like that's, there's no brainer for me. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. I actually love that. Cause I mean, what we do with my support is where, you know, she'll, you know, if during my day as I'm working along and if there's things, cause we use Slack and like, there's, you know, we have all the messaging and I have it like running, knowing that she's sleeping, it's there. And then typically I'll have my phone sometimes. So I'll check because uh, let's say around, nine o'clock. So 9am her time, she'll check in and I'll take a look to see if there's anything that's needed. But then when I get up the next morning, you know, she'll have a list of the days, um, the today's the date, today's date. And then she'll have a list of everything. And we have things where if she needs me to review something, if there's things that I need to follow up on or just things that she's done. And so I'll be honest, I, that was a fear for me where I'm like, well, it's just, you know, and there are some few times where I'm like, oh, I wish she was here. But for the most part, it works beautifully because I'm like, wow, it's done. And, and I'll be honest, there's certain things where I'm like, well, I'm not really going to do any work today because she pretty much had it all covered from her daytime. So yeah, like I honestly, that was a fear for me, which was unfounded because I, I see it now more effective, you know, getting things done and especially them being almost like a day ahead of our, my time, which my time is Eastern Standard Time. So I love that. Now, a question for you. So, you know, what is the biggest thing that we can do to set our, um, you know, admin support up for success, you know, and for them to stay with us long-term? Because that's, I, I do find from, you know, obviously I've read a lot through 
online jobs up page and a lot of the things is they want to be with somebody long term. Um, but what can we do proactively to ensure that we're giving them the right support that they need so they feel comfortable a with us in our business and two they're comfortable and they want that longevity supporting us. Just asking that question you're already doing it. Mm. That's so I mean but that the reality is what you're already doing it. Now let me give you some some advice. So in the Philippines, they want to trust you. And I, I, I talked about this. If they don't trust you, then the chance of them disappearing or quitting is high. Mm. So you have to do things to gain their trust. How do you gain their trust? Well, the number one way to gain their trust is provide training. That's just the number one way. It, in the Philippines, they call it they call it OJT, on-the-job training. It's expected, okay. like it's government-backed. When someone gets a job, they get on-the-job training. So yeah, you can hire someone who's an expert at SEO, an expert at selling on Amazon, an expert at social media marketing, whatever it is, right? Yeah. They still want on-the-job training. And frankly, you still need to provide them some training to bring them into your business and help them to do things the way that your business does things because it's different, right? So... Uh, I provide most of my training either, well, either through giving people training that we have created, yeah. um, which we make available to you if you want to do that at, at vasmadeeasy.com. Oh. Um, or I provide it to people. I use a screen capture program, screen recording program. Uh, I use Snagit. A lot of people use Loom. Mm -hmm. um, you can use whatever you want, but just having them see your computer screen see your mouse, hearing your voice makes such a difference in them beginning to trust you because they see, oh, you're putting in personal time to help them succeed with their job. When you give them feedback with video, you are giving them personal time, you to them, that is helping them succeed with their job. It shows that you care about them. It shows that you want them to do a good job. It shows that you're willing to put in time and effort to help them succeed. That builds trust. Um, and, tr and so Filipinos by nature are super loyal as long as the trust is there. Um, another thing that you can do is pay on time. Don't be late with payments. Paying on time is a really big deal. Um, Filipinos are very scared about being ripped off. Uh, about doing a bunch of work and getting ripped off and not getting paid. So especially when you're in the beginning, when you hire someone, I, I would recommend you pay them weekly for the first couple of months. Um, don't prepay for work, but don't give them a long period of time wherein they're working and not getting paid because they don't trust you, right? So pay them weekly and tell them you'll pay them weekly for the first couple of months. After the first couple of months, you can then change and pay them bi-weekly or monthly. We pay most of our people monthly. A few of them we pay uh, like the first and the 15th. How else do you get them to stick with you long-term? The first person I ever hired in 2005 still works for me today. Oh, wow. People that I hired in 2007 and nine and 10 and 11 still work for me today. It's part of their culture. They don't want to leave unless they don't feel like they're treated well. So wow. that's so simple, eh? Now, what about if you're unable to train them? So, for example, like uh, you know, I'll be transparent in our business. For there's a couple of um, funnel specialists that we saw that we're looking to get from onlinejobs.ph, and it would be something that, I mean, what I did was to look at ones that they were special, like that's their jam and that's what they're doing, um, and that's when the ones that we're reaching out to. So, 
do you think there's a disadvantage there for me in terms of where I'm looking upon them to create that for okay. us? So I do have this exception to the training rule. If you're hiring someone technical, you don't want to train that person. You're not going to train a programmer. You're not going to train a designer, right? A funnel builder. So there's, this is semi-technical, but there's still things there where like you still want things a certain way. And so even the, the simple process of finding funnels that you like and making a videos and you, here's what I'll do. I'll open up eight funnels that I like. And I'll make a video and say, hey, you know, I'm super excited to have you. I know that here's what you're going to build. Here's the sales copy for it, or here's the design for it. If they're a designer, then cool. If they're not, they're not a designer, right? So yeah. you, you have to provide a design. Um, and then I'll say like, hey, I really like this funnel for this reason. I want to do this thing in this, in what you're creating. I really like this piece of this funnel. And here's this other one. And I want to combine these two things, but I want this one to be over here. So I'll just make this video. That's training, right? Mm -hmm. So you're still providing some training to this person, even though they are a technical person, you still have to let them know how you do things in your business. Okay, gotcha. Now I have to ask, like, how did you go about it? I know you hired, you know, the Filipino support workers for your business. How did you go about now creating this thing that is onlinejobs.ph that not only, like what I love about it, not only does it help make our lives so much easier, saves us so much more time, energy and effort, but it's providing, you know, like just providing so much for the Filipino culture. So like, how did you go from just having them as your workers to creating what we all now are leveraging and using in our business? Simple. I wanted to recruit someone on my own and there wasn't an option to recruit someone on your own. And so, I mean, this is 2008 and I was like, I want to hire someone. And the, the agency says, Oh, do you want a programmer or a designer or a programmer or a webmaster? I want a programmer or a webmaster. I want a content writer. Well, do you want a programmer or a webmaster? What? No. And so I was like, okay, I'll take a webmaster. But then I, I started thinking about it. Like, what if, what if I could recruit someone on my own? So I went back to them and said, I want a programmer. And I'm going to have this person. I didn't tell them this. I'm going to have this person build a job board that maybe I could get a couple hundred profiles into. And then I could recruit Brilliant. someone on my own. We got a couple hundred profiles in the first month. Wow. And then it started snowballing from there. And the only thing we ever did to market it was I asked my team of six at the time, what could you do to market this thing that we just built? And they said, oh, I could tell my friends. Oh, I could post it on my Friendster, which was the social network at the time in the Philippines. Um, I can post some classified ads. Cool, go do it. It's the only thing we ever did. And then people just started talking about it because they were getting jobs. And wow. today we have almost 2 million profiles. So that's, I built what I wanted. I wanted to be able to recruit someone on my own and not have markups, not have a middleman and not have, not have to pay a 20 to 40% salary markup like, like Upwork is, um, you know? So I, I, I just wanted to have direct communication with people and to be able to interview people and hire them and keep them working for me. That The second person I ever hired, an amazing programmer, after a couple months, he quit and he said, sir, I just can't handle the office politics of this agency. I'm so sorry. I'm giving you my two week notice. And I was like, uh, no way. This guy is amazing. Mm. He's making, you're making $250 a month. 
I had no idea. And so I offered to double his salary. He was thrilled, totally against the rules of the agency. That was, you know, you're totally not allowed to hire someone outside the agency, but he was quitting. And so he doubled his salary. I cut mine by a third and wow. he worked for me outside the agency. And it was amazing. Brilliant. Um, we had a question that just came in. I know you do do the vetting because as I used it, but she did say, um, do you vet each person who is on your job boards, all 2 million of them? No, we don't vet any of them. That's your job. However, we do do a whole bunch of stuff on the back end to try and prevent scams or frauds. So, and I'll, I'll tell you guys what we do. So number one, we get so much data on people, um, especially on people in the Philippines. So we get lots of data. We have lots of backend admin reporting that takes the data, analyzes it, and then categorizes people. And so then we have humans that will look at specific accounts and we get really good at saying like, oh yeah, sorry, no, you're not, sorry, we know who you are. And so we immediately ban those people. Next, we started requiring everyone who joins, every Filipino to submit a picture of their government ID, submit a picture of them holding their government ID so we can verify it is, it's them to verify their address and to verify their phone number. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of stuff to ensure that people are who they say they are. Now, none of this verifies their skills or vets them as, oh, you're actually good at what you say you're good at. But it, man, we get so few scams. The other side of it is that we, what we realized, we realized this early on, um, Craigslist, you can hire someone from Craigslist. Uh, it's free. It's just really, really hard because it's free. And because it's free, it's just a breeding ground for scams. Uh, employers scam workers and then employers recognize, oh, I'm getting scammed. And so they create scams to, scam, to, get, to get money out of employers. And we don't see that because employers have to pay. And so the scammers aren't willing to pay. And so workers know I'm actually getting a legitimate job if I get a job. And so it's, it's a pretty good situation, but we don't vet people for you. Um, do the employees have to pay? Do the employees have to pay to post their resumes on your boards? No, they don't pay anything ever. I love that. Now I have to say like with the success of onlinejobs.ph, and I remember when I first saw this and I'm like, you know, my background, I mean, I was born, I'm a Canadian born in Canada, but my background is Nigerian. And I'm like, oh my God, I would love for this, you know, other countries and especially other African countries to be able to leverage this and just the, cause I just, I know the economic development that is happening in the Philippines, but I also know that you've resisted expanding to other countries, even though I'm like, oh my God, like what this could do for them. So why have you resisted so much where you're just sticking to, you know, just online jobs.ph, the Philippines? Because it's not the same mm. because the culture of the Philippines lends itself to employers having an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. So like we could go to Ghana, but it wouldn't be the same experience for employers. And then I'm fighting an uphill battle instead of fighting uh, like uh, flowing with the river mm -hmm. where employers just have such a good experience in the Philippines and they want to hire more. And they're so Westernized in the Philippines. I mean, it, it's, have you been there? It's no. shocking. It's shocking. You show up in Manila 
and you get a taxi from the airport and the taxi driver speaks English and billboards are in English and street signs are in English. And like the, the manhole covers on the streets are in English and concrete stamped is in English. And then you get into the hotel and there's an argument. I had this happen. There's an argument going on in the lobby with a Filipino clerk and the, and the Filipino guests and they're arguing with each other in English. And then on TV, you have America's Got Talent and you have the NBA and it's just so westernized. And obviously there's still, there's still a lot of Asia there, but it's so westernized that I I agree. It would do so good for so many developing countries, but it's so hard. And that's why you see the world's outsourcing going to the Philippines and not other places. It's hard. So I have to say, I love your, like I, going backwards, what I said, or going to the start when I said your whole thing about freedom, making your lifestyle easy, that just encapsulates that where you could do this, but you want to be in the flow. So you know that going there would make, would be putting into going into another opportunity that may now be a little bit harder to work with. And for you, I want to spend time with my family. I want work to be easy. So you stayed in a lane that was easier for you. I just think that's just a great example and just a power of example for all of us where, you know, there could be different opportunities, but what feels most aligned? What is the most easiest thing for me to do to expand even more? So I think that was just a great example of that. Yeah. Okay. So there's more to it than that too. Like, so the first question that gets asked today is what about security? Yeah. Well, how do I answer that? You know, like, Mm. why, why don't you do this in Brazil? Well, I've been to Brazil. I lived in Brazil for two years. Sorry, it's not the same as the Philippines. Mm. You know, like in Brazil, they don't really want to steal your data, but it's not the same as the Philippines. Yeah. You know, so like, I wish I could tell you like, oh, there's this really awesome way to protect yourself in all situations. There's not, you know, you can use LastPass to share your passwords. Cool. You can get your money back from a credit card. Cool. It's just not, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so those are what I have. Does anybody have any questions for that you guys want to open up? I know we have to, he has a thing of right at two o'clock. So we don't have, we only have five more minutes of his time, which again, so grateful for you jumping in here and sharing all of this with us. Um, and I know some people, and I know Tracy, I mean, risk was a big thing for you. Um, I've been telling, I think it's probably been like three, four years I've told you about online jobs. And, uh, you know, some of you have done, I know Leah, you're so like, you're like, why didn't I do this sooner, right? You went through all of that. Um, but I know Tracy, hopefully uh, hearing from him, and he's been doing this for a long time, that there's a little bit of a risk factor that's been eliminated at least somewhat for you <laughs> yeah, hearing it right from the horse's mouth so to speak yeah. um is definitely helpful although i do trust you of course implicitly um but there is that uh that i don't know energy around you know giving people access to everything and uh you know and are they are they going to treat my baby the way i treat my baby you know as my business kind of thing so that's been and it's been years yes that she's been talking about online <laughs> jobs <laughs> And every, you know, six months or so I go, what was that website you told me about again? <laughs> and you know, and I this, still don't take action because I'm still scared. <laughs> this is this. I get this email from employers all the time. I just wish I had done it sooner. Like that's, that's the common theme when, and I did it. I put it off. I put it off for months. And finally I was like, I have to do it. And then I was like, wow, why didn't I do this sooner that, you know, so I, 
you ask, do you have competitors from other countries? I don't know. I don't pay attention to it. I stick in okay. my lane and, and I just, <laughs> I love on, that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I just focus on hel helping employers have a good experience. And I mean, that's our, that's every question that ever comes up at online jobs with internally in our team. Uh, what if we do this? Does that help employers have a better experience? Not really. Okay. No, sorry. We're not going to do it. Right. And that's right. So I do have a question. If you don't vet any of them, and if there is an, an issue from an employee point of view, like if Leah had a challenge or something, do you handle that then? Like there's direct communication between your team and like, and the employer, if there is a challenge and somebody isn't, you know, fulfilling the job role the way they're supposed to, are you involved in any way or is it just no? No. So it's all I mean, just- We can. Okay. We can, but I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of employers hiring hundreds of thousands of workers. We can't be involved in any of it. We right. do have, we do offer a mentor service where we have, I have a team of people that will talk with your, the people that you hire and they'll help them through difficult situations. Like it's nice to have someone on your side when, when you don't understand your foreign boss necessarily. So we do have that. Um, the only thing we really do is we will somewhat mediate disputes where, where so, an employer doesn't want to pay someone. Someone's complaining that an employer is saying this person is stealing from me or whatever. And we always get both sides and we find that both sides are usually at fault, even though both sides insist they're completely correct. Um, and, and we will take action. We'll ban workers. We'll ban employers. You know, we, we get both sides. And so we're like, sorry, the customer is not necessarily always right. And we don't want you using this because you're not good for the workers. So you're not allowed to use our site anymore. Right. You know? So anyway. I love that. And so where do we, can we find more information about that mentor service? Can we find that through onlinejobs.ph? So at onlinejobs.ph, we have two payment options, 69 or 99. It, that's included with the 99. Okay. Um, and then when you, just so you know, we don't, I never talk about this, but when you cancel your subscription, we offer that, that me continuing mentoring service to you yeah. at 19, oh, Okay, $19 a month. So we will continue to mentor the workers that you have hired. Awesome. So that fee, and I, again, I haven't looked into it as deeply as Leah has now, um, but that fee is that, um, that's a monthly fee that you're, you're paying until you find an yeah, employee until you find someone. So consider it a recruiting fee. So you go on, you find someone in three days, you hire them, you cancel it, you cancel it and you pay it once and that's it. And we know you're going to pay it again because you're going to come back and hire someone else. Yeah, we see I've it done it. <laughs> every single day of my life, I see it. Um, so yeah, it's a recruiting fee. Some people are always hiring. They always leave it on. Most people don't. Awesome. All right, John, thank you so much. I know we're both jumping out of time all for the podcast that we're going to have. We're going to have all your show notes. Thank you so much for your time and just coming here and sharing so much with us to really help us get that freedom. Like I said, the fact that just when I see the economic freedom that onlinejobs.ph is providing the employees and just the contract freelancers and what it does for us as entrepreneurs, where we know we're supposed to be doing all this stuff, but you can't aff like to afford to do it. Like, and then you just don't do it and you feel behind hamster wheel. It's just beautiful combination of both worlds. So thank you for providing that for everybody. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Talk thank to you later. You. All right. Have a good one, everyone. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the dream life designer podcast. 
If you found this podcast useful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and share with your friends and family. With your assistance, I can help others cultivate their dream life through their purpose-driven business and help them gain more financial freedom. Don't forget to visit mypowerliving.com and get your free multiple income creation workshop to learn how to monetize your knowledge, passion, and gifts. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening.